All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Better late than never. Welcome. It's Fucking Anton Lander. I like, really like the backup drawer. Milk. Yeah, huh? This is Ceases. Hello. Ceases. What's Ceases. going on? Ceases. Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Yes, he is. And that's where we're going to turn it down. We got a busy episode of Better Late Than Never coming up here, and I'm very happy to get it started. I'm just going to jump right into it. Why not? Why wait? Why wait? Why delay a good thing, don't you think? Of course. Am I right? Of course. I got plenty to talk about, including, I got to say, this is easily, without question, the favorite question that I've ever asked on Twitter, because the responses are just, had me howling. We're going to get into the good life here in a second, but first I want to talk about my friends at the audio department. Of course, they are the title sponsor of Better Late Than Never. Check out the studio. Go to theaudiodepartment.ca. Do you need to get a pen? Do you need to write that down? the audio department.ca. You can book time in the studio there. Perfect spot for your mixtape. Perfect spot for your podcast. Perfect spot for your folk band. Whatever you're into. It's a place to get creative. That's basically what I'm trying to tell you. And the audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. What is my message? Go to the audio department.ca. 
that's what you're doing. So right now, it's Wednesday, June 15th. I'm recording this podcast. I'm watching the Jays. I think the Stanley Cup Finals on, but you know me. Oilers are out. I need a break. I need a mental break. But we will keep an eye on the score as it goes on. Uh, Hasn't gotten going yet. Of course, it's 6.15 and it's a 6 o'clock start. What does that mean? Probably won't start until 9 p.m. Right? It's the weirdest thing that the NHL does. It's the weirdest thing. 6 p.m. puck drop, they say. Well, what that actually means is you can go fuck yourself. I'm going to have another story about that a little bit later on. But to start off the podcast, we're going to get into the good life. Welcome to the good life. But first, I want to set the stage a little bit. So as I just mentioned, the Oilers got knocked out in the Western Conference Finals. We've moved on. We've gotten over it. But what that means is now I've got more time in my evenings to do stuff because I don't got to do wrap-ups. I don't got to do B-casts. I don't do the normal game day shtick that you've come to expect from me during the season. So what I do is I tend to clear up my PVR. I've talked a lot about 90 Day Fiance. You guys know that, but that's not what we're talking about today. What I'm talking about, and I'd love to know who else is watching this show because I absolutely love it. Like, I can't express enough how much I love this show. Have you anybody else watched the show alone? I think it's on the History Channel. I think it's on the History Channel. So basically, what it is, is I've been obsessed with survival shows forever. Survivor Man with Les Stroud, I loved it. Bear Grylls always made me laugh. I loved that. There's a show called Primal Survivor. I watched that one. If you are alone out in the woods, naked and afraid, all of them, all of them. If you're alone out in the woods, I am going to watch that show. Part of me, I guess it's a toxic personality trait. Part of me have always has always assumed that if I was out in the woods for like a weekend, I've watched enough of these shows that I would have a basic idea on what I need to do. Of course, that doesn't make any sense. But back to the story here. I became obsessed with this show alone. I, like I said, I think it's a history channel show. But what I discovered is I watched a couple episodes on just regular cable, I guess. But as I was cruising through Amazon Prime, I noticed that every season of Alone is listed there and I got super excited. So I'm starting at the beginning. I'm starting at season one and I'm working my way forward. The thing I'm getting to, and this is going to lead into my question on Twitter, is when you're alone and you have no food and you're only allowed to have 10 items, a real quick premise of the show just so you're all with me. You go, you get sent out into the woods completely by yourself. You're allowed 10 personal items and you have to film yourself the whole time. Got it? The last person standing of the 10 that is out, and they're all separated, the last person standing wins 500 grand. How long does the show go for? Well, I just wrapped up the first season and it went like 56, 57 days they were out in the woods out on Vancouver Island by themselves. It was awesome. It was the best. Now I'm on a season two. I love it. So the last person standing lasts and they get 500 grand. What are they eating this whole time? Well, that's the interesting part. They're eating fucking roots and seaweed and sometimes they catch fish and sometimes they shoot a squirrel and sometimes they trap a mouse it's basically whatever they can get their hands on but that got me thinking as i was watching it last night i was just sitting in my house i guess a couple nights ago i was just sitting there watching it and a guy was eating like sticks or roots or some shit like that and it got me thinking about weird snacks you make for yourself when you're by yourself and there's nobody home and there's nobody there to judge you What I mean is, for me, if I'm by myself, there's nobody around. The missus isn't around, so she's not going to judge me. I eat raw hot dogs all the time. 
I know it's probably not good for you, but to me, it's just rolled up bologna. So what's the difference? I have bologna sandwiches. I fucking love them. So I eat raw hot dogs a lot. I also cook, yeah, I eat uncooked ramen a lot. You know, you just crunch them up in the, in the package, throw a little bit of the salt on there, the seasoning, and just get, get going on it. Just get going on it. I love it. So my question that I asked on Twitter, JSBM Bag Milk, is recording better late than never, and I want to know what's a snack you make for yourself that other people think is weird. Again, this is all inspired from my love of alone. As I mentioned, I like to eat raw hot dogs. I've been judged for that. I also have, I have also been judged for eating uncooked ramen. But the answers that came in on this thread, and at this point, there's about 50. So I'm going to just read a bunch of them because I had you guys had me absolutely howling. Absolutely howling. I loved it so, so much. I can't even, I can't even begin to describe what we're, what's going on here. So while I pull up my thread, I'm going to push this button, get this going, and we're just going to, you guys are animals and I love it. All right. Taco Bella. Good follow on Twitter as well. She's a good follower. She does mustard on watermelon. Mustard on watermelon. If you've never heard this before, this was a TikTok trend last summer. I tried it. I love both watermelon and I love mustard. Together, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Not my thing. Mia says, peanut butter and cream cheese sandwich, though uncooked hot dogs were the go-to after school snack growing up. Mia gets it. Mia understands me. I am bikes. This is Ryan. He says, I haven't done this in like 25 years. Okay, Ryan, you don't get this. is a no judgment zone here. No judgment. But for some reason, when I was a kid, I would pour a bowl of those fake bacon bits and eat them straight. (laughs) Uh, You ever have those? I wonder which ones he's talking about. The ones in the package that are a little bit soft or the big dusty ones you get from Costco in that plastic thing. (laughs) I hope it's the plastic ones. Uh, Moving on. Chris says, as a kid, I used to to open up boxes of Kraft Dinner, take the packet out of the orange simulated cheese powder and make a fun dip out of it with celery or peppers dipped in ranch. (laughs) Could you imagine? You go to have Kraft Dinner and you're like, where's the powder cheese? Well, my man Chris, he's just he's just making a fun dip. Heather says peanut butter and dill pickle sandwiches. I don't know how I feel about that one. Frank, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't blame you for barking at that one. I don't know how I feel about that. Again, I like both peanut butter and I like pickles. Some of these I have to try just because now I'm curious. Fat Dad, legend, says, Mr. Noodle, spicy chicken, but only about half the flavor packet and eaten crunchy. Or he eats two craft singles stacked on, stacked on top of each other, then folded in half a couple of times. Those two are delicacies. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like soda crackers with margarine. Again, I love it. it. Was uh we've got a whole lot of just good eating coming in. Welcome to the good life. Oh. Donkey Volley, friend of the show. This one is just I've never seen this before, but yet at the same time I'm intrigued. He calls it the super noodle sandwich. Enough butter on that bread to clog uh, to clog the arteries of a horse, and then he puts cooked ramen on it. It's like folded up like a taco. He sent me a picture. He was eating it as he sent it. I think uh, Dana agrees with that. He, uh, Dana's done it, and it's awesome. I don't know. Again, I'm intrigued by it. I love both bread and ramen put together. I could be down. Lucky says dunking Oreos in peanut butter straight out of the jar is truly elite. 
Full disclosure, this is generally a late night munch out after an edible or two. I also just eat a, uh, regularly eat a spoonful of peanut butter right out of the jar. I am a chocolate chip eater, says Stacy. I'm addicted. So <clears throat> anytime I have chocolate chips in the house, if there's some baking going on and there's extras, I do the exact same thing. I do the exact same thing. A couple of people sent me doubles out. If you're a fan of the B-Cast, you know that those are just awful. I feel like that's just trolling me. Danger Suede, white trash grilled cheese. <laughs> it's toast with some pieces of block cheese just microwaved in the middle. <laughs> uh, when I was in, uh, this one's from Archie. When I was in grade school, I was too lazy to heat up my Eggos after school, so I just ate them straight out of the freezer. You're not the only one to say that. Cheese Whiz on celery, spicy Doritos, and queso. Both of those sound delicious. Cinnamon raisin bread with cheese Whiz and pepperoni. <laughs> That's from Dr. Uh, Doolittle. Shane Doolittle. Uh, cinnamon raisin bread with cheese whiz and pepperoni. Dano says, I used to love tartar sauce sandwiches when I was a kid. Just two pieces of white bread and tartar sauce. Welcome to the good life. <laughs> Two-Turn Larry says, I used to mix a glass of iced tea and take the wet spoon and dip it in the good host iced tea mix and eat it. Sometimes I would skip making the iced tea and just go straight to eat the gritty, tasty mix. This one blew me away. Gen C says, popcorn with mustard. Popcorn with mustard. Again, I love mustard, not popcorn, but I don't know. I don't know about those both at the same time. Jeff just says, melted cheese in a bowl. Melted cheddar cheese in a bowl. I've always heard of people doing that, but I've never actually seen someone admit to it. Could you imagine just you come home, you open the fridge, cut off a chunk, or if you're like me, again, this goes back to early Better Late Than, episode, better late than Ever episodes, I'll just snap a piece off with my fingers. Melted cheddar cheese in a bowl. I love that one. Lucas says breadless sandwich. Grab a spoon, scoop full of peanut butter out of the jar, and then scoop out some jam all in one go. I've done this before. That's just, that's just, that's just smart. That's just smart living. You're saving your carbs there. That's what you're doing there. Peanut butter on premium plus salted tops. Thank me later. That one's from Rick. Cool Ranch Doritos and dip it in peanut butter. You will thank me later. That one's from Brian. Kev says, cheese and crackers with a dollop of honey on top is a classic in my household. Mm, that one's interesting. Cheese and crackers with honey on top. Hot dogs in a can of Heinz beans can get real classy and put some onions and or green pepper in there too. That one's from Ranger Bob. Who doesn't like weenies and beans? Come on, that's an elite meal. That's bachelor shit right there. Uh, Carly says, I eat a whole can of those baby corns on the cob. Straight up, no chaser. That is... that I, I, I mean, I've got some of those in my pantry right now. I've never even considered cracking those in, cracking into those as a snack. Uh, another favorite from I am bikes came in and this one just made me laugh. Also, when my parents would have barbecues, they would always have leftover hamburger patties and I would just eat them cold with nothing else and call them meat cookies. <laughs> Welcome to the good life. <laughs> uh, who doesn't love a meat cookie? Is steak tartare a snack? If then, if it is, then that, that one's from Smiley. I don't know if I've ever had steak tartare. Uh, spiced oil says not really a snack, but if I'm having grilled cheese, I would proudly dip it in some cho- chocolate milk, like how you do with tomato soup. Somehow it works. Uh, hmm. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. 
We've got some questionable snacks going here. Ty Loney, again, this is another one. He's eating frozen Eggos. Jay says, why did you do this to us? After reading some of these replies, I will never be the same. That was from Jay, and I absolutely love it. Dustin says, when I was a kid, I put peanut butter and marshmallows in a bowl and microwaved them. Also, syrup and vinegar on French toast. Syrup and vinegar? (laughs) I don't know about that. Oh, man. I don't know about that, but I love it. Uh, Mainlander Tim, does peanut butter and dill pickle sandwiches on white bread count? That's the second time I heard that one. I might have to try it. I might have to try it. How long have we been doing this for? Uh, About 15 minutes already. All right, so we're going to move along, I think. I might just come back to some of these later just because I love them. Surveyor Brett says, not sure if it's considered weird, but my wife says it is. I will make bologna sandwiches with Miracle Whip and cucumber. Amorphous caffeine scene says a liverwurst on rye bread. Uh, Tilsit cheese. I'm gonna. I gotta Google this. What is Tilsit cheese? Maybe have I had it? Uh, I don't know if I've had this. Kind of looks like Swiss. Tilsit cheese or Tilsiter cheese is a pale yellow, semi-hard, smear-ripened cheese created in the mid 19th century. There you go. We're learning. I eat a dozen raw hot dogs a week, and may I suggest Maple Lodge Farms Chicken Frankfurters in case you aren't on this train yet. Also, I like to wonder, I like Wonder Bread with margarine and peanut butter and brown sugar folded like a taco. (laughs) That one's from RoboCop. Yeah! I love this. I like mustard on popcorn. That's two people that have said that one's from James. Applesauce and cottage cheese, that's from I Hate Sweeping. Uh, I used to do actually yogurt with cottage cheese. Delightful. I snack on a bowl of frozen corn a few times a week, like a potato chip placebo. That one's from Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Uh, Chef Boyer D. Ravioli straight out of the can on a hot summer day. <laughs> I'm not superstitious. <laughs> I'm getting too excited. I can't even push my buttons here. Uh, Welcome to the good life. Every once in a while, I just want a bowl of frozen peas. That's from Steve. Take said hot, uh, this one's from Nathan. Take said raw hot dog and roll it up in a craft single cheese slice. If hot dogs are not available, put cheese slice on a piece of bologna and roll. It is perfection. Uh, another one added on to this more of a thing I did when I was a kid, but Italian salad dressing on Ritz crackers. <laughs> Welcome to the good life. Oh my God. David, you animal condensed vegetable soup right out of the can and pizza pops that have been left out for a few hours. So they've thawed, but still cool. A refreshing treat on a hot day. <laughs> Welcome to the good life. <laughs> <sighs> Jam and cheese on toast. That one's from Andre. Ugh. Ugh. Steak and craft dinner is elite. That one's from William. Bottled water says, this thread is cursed. I thought sunny side up eggs with maple syrup was a weird snack. Uh, Kay says, I haven't done this in years, but I used to wrap Cheetos in salami. <laughs> Cheez-Its, shredded cheese, and sour cream mixed together in a bowl. That one's from Maddie. Hang on, I need to wrap my head around that one. Cheez-Its, shredded cheese, and sour cream mixed together in a bowl. That's like a weird, a weird 
cereal. I'm not judging, though. I'm not here to judge, though. Some of these are questionable. Uh, TJ says, put butter on a bun, dip bun in chocolate milk. Don't give a damn when other patrons at the restaurant stare. Put butter on a bun and dip in chocolate milk. Some like grilled cheese. That's the second time we're dipping in chocolate milk. That is the second time. I don't know about this. Frank, thoughts? Frank doesn't know about it either. Again, please keep coming, letting these come in. Um, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. After a recent birthday party, I discovered that dipping pretzel sticks into a jar of vanilla icing is elite and shameful snack. It's like salty homemade adult Dunkaroos. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Welcome to the good life. Mm. All right, there's more that came in, but we've been doing I've been doing this for 18 minutes now, so I'm going to move on. I hope you guys just at least had a chuckle at some of those because unbelievable the things that we make for ourselves when nobody's looking, you know? And that's exactly what the audio department's paying for. They're like, we want to be the title sponsor of this year podcast you're doing. Is it a good podcast? I'm saying absolutely. What do you talk about? Well, People admitting to eating ravioli out of the can, just condensed vegetable soup out of the can. <laughs> I love Pizza Pop so much, but I could never imagine just leaving it out on the counter, letting it thaw out, and then going to town, you know? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. That's fucking sensational. Oh, man, that's sensational. You guys are... Whew. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. We've got more business to attend to, so let's get to the news. <laughs> I'd like a snack, please. Oh, what would you want? I don't know, just a bag of garbage. I'm surprised that didn't come in. I love it. Just a condensed vegetable soup. All right, the news is brought to you by Arcadia Brewing Co. Check them out at ArcadiaYeg.com, Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. Not a whole lot going on in the news this week, but we will get some stuff done. Uh, it is off-season after all, so the Oilers have announced a couple of things since our last show last week. First, Brad Malone, two-year contract for him. I, You know what? Brad Malone has all of a sudden carved himself out a niche here in Edmonton, be it in Bakersfield. He's a captain down there. He's a good leader. He is teaching kids how to be a pro. I'm happy for the guy. Got into a couple of playoff games, comes up goes out he's the kind of guy that you don't have to feel pressure to put in your lineup if he's up with the big club he's fine being a healthy scratch but if he's down in bakersfield he is leading by example and for him i say congratulations sir Up next, Andre Kuzmenko. He's from the KHL. He's looking to come over to the NHL. He interviewed with Vancouver, interviewing with Los Angeles, and now it's his turn to interview in Edmonton. The uh, He's listed at 5'11", I believe. Let me see here. Is that right? I've got two different numbers here. Why is that? I wouldn't fuck up my prep on this podcast, would I? There's no chance that would happen. Not one chance. Hockey DB has him listed at 5'11". So we're just going to go with that for the purpose of this podcast. He is a left winger that shoots right, plays on the off wing, in 45 games last year with St. Petersburg Ska. I like the idea of it being Ska. I don't think that's what it is, but that's what I like the idea of. Reminds me of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. You know? Never heard to knock on wood. Uh, in 45 games played with St. Petersburg, he had 20 goals, 33 assists, and 53 points. Who knows what he's going to do? 
He is 26, turned 26 in February. This could be found money for the Oilers. Um, I don't really have too many expectations of what's to come from players that come over from Russia. Uh, I'm thinking about Anton Belov. Remember him? He was the best defenseman that league had to offer. Remember that guy? Anton Slepeshev, he was here for a good time, not a long time. Miko Koskinen, we bid thee farewell. HC Logano confirmed that two-year contract for Miko Koskinen, so he is off to Switzerland. Um, but my point here for Andre Kuzmenko is it could be found money for the Oilers. It could be a cheap deal for the Oilers. He can sign a one-year ELC at 925. Why that is, I have no idea. We're going to get into some cap complaints in the righteous sack beating coming up a little bit later. But the Oilers could have a guy who potentially could contribute for this team for not a lot of money. What's not to like about that? Um, we'll see. We'll wait and see how things go. In other news, looking at the goaltending, talked about on Oilers Nation Radio, rumblings that Mike Smith might not be back, be it retirement or putting him on LTIR. Of course, he is an old busted man at this point. You know, it's not his fault. It's coming for all of us, you know. But he may not be between the pipes for the Oilers next year, regardless. Uh, be it on LTIR or just a straight up retirement. Elliot Friedman speculated. <clears throat> Elliot Friedman speculated. Remember how we were talking about in January, February about Vili Huso from the St. Louis Blues and the Edmonton Oilers. I just wonder if that one kicks up again in the offseason. I think the Oilers are preparing for the possibility of a future without Mike Smith, whether it's in retirement or on the LTIR. Looking at Vili Huso, had himself a fine. <laughs> Had himself a fine season in St. Louis. Finished with a 919 save percentage. Very, very nice. He had 38 starts, 40 appearances in the playoffs. He had seven games played, so six games started. Had an 890, though, in the playoffs. Former fourth-round pick in 2014. Anybody get excited about Billy Huso? He needs a new contract. Can't imagine it'll be that much, but who knows? Who knows, right? Um, Miko Koskinen's gone. We're going to assume that Stuart Skinner is replacing him in terms of just like a spot on the depth chart. Who's the other guy? Who is the other guy? We will have to wait and see. I don't know why I pushed that, but I, 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 I'm rolling with it. I didn't mean to push it. I was actually going to cover up a cough, but it didn't happen. Uh, other, in, other things in the news that I just want to wrap up quickly with. The Oil Kings, WHL champions, shout out to them. They won the other day. Waz was in attendance. He said it was a great time. He said it was a great time down at Rogers Place watching the Oil Kings do their thing. They are now off to the Mem Cup, and for that, we salute them. Play the Bamba, baby. Play the Bamba for the Oil Kings. Play the Bamba for the Oil Kings. Other than that, pretty quiet week in the news. So... Good thing we had 20 minutes of bullshit to start off this podcast, am I right? The news brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. Go to check them out at ArcadiaYeg.com. That's just the good old-fashioned website. Or Arcadia Brew Co. If you're on Twitter. Arcadia Brewing Co. If you're on Instagram. In the meantime, go check them out. A whistling pig is calling your name. It's delicious. That beer's fantastic. I think about it sometimes. Especially on a hot day. You can sit on their little mini patio. Go inside if you want. Arcadia Brewing. First sponsor of this podcast. And for that, we love them. We absolutely love them. Caution. 
This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. That means it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the righteous sack of beating for our friends at Trilogy Rentals. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. You can check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. They are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, and Lac La Biche, as other customers require. What kind of tools do you need? They've got them. Rental tools, fishing tools, drilling tools, coil tools, completion tools, all the tools. Check them out, TrilogyRentals.ca. The Righteous Sack Beating this week is just one of those things that... Fuck me and annoy the NHL. Oh my God. Colorado Avalanche up 2 nothing on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I just checked the score midway through the first period of game one. Uh, the thing that annoys me about the NHL is its rules don't matter. Its collective bargaining agreement stated, not this current, not the current one that they're on, but the last one, stated that there could be recapture penalties to avoid having teams sign players to front-loaded deals. What does that matter about the Oilers? Well... Glad you asked. Duncan Keith is going into the last year of his long-ass contract that he signed with Blackhawks back in the day. Now, the point here is that his cap hit is much higher than his actual salary. Next year, he's due to get paid $1.5 million, right? Follow me through there. His cap hit, however, is $5.5 million, seeing as that is a guy who is in his late 30s, like myself. I get sore just getting out of bed sometimes, so if you want to hang him up, I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge him. Does he have anything left to play for? Does he want to go through another summer of training? By all accounts, he had a great time here in his first year in Edmonton. I personally think he's going to be back. But if he's not, we were supposed to not just get his $5.5 million back, but also a $3.4 million cap credit from Puckpedia.com. If Duncan Keith retired this summer, his $5.5 million cap hit would be removed from the Oilers, and they would get an additional $3.4 million of recapture cap credit, which is basically negative cap hit. So they would get the 5.5 plus the 3.4. I'm no mathematician. I'm no Uremchuk mathematician, but that looks like $8.9 million to me. The Blackhawks would then have a $7.5 million recapture cap hit allocated as 5.5 in 2022-23 and $2 million in 2023-24. So why does this annoy me? Well, today, Bill Daly said, no, there is no concept of cap credit for current teams that may lose a player to retirement. He wrote an email to The Athletic on Tuesday. So why does this annoy me? Well, let me tell you. Because it's garbage that they're retroactively changing the rules. Vancouver, if you remember, when Roberto Luongo retired, they got hit with a capture, uh, a cap recapture penalty. They had him sitting on their books the, despite the fact that he hadn't played there in years and he was retired. So why is it that the Oilers are going to be punished for a rule that was on the books and existed not that long ago? You can't change the history of the CBA. It was in there. We had rules for this kind of situation. And if Duncan Keith retired, again, this could be all a moot point if he comes back, they should get the benefit of those rules. But yet somehow, the NHL is saying that they don't want to do that anymore. And I don't understand how this is what we're doing. 
I don't understand how this is what we're doing. You can't just make up rules as you fucking go like they're written on a napkin. You know? This is part of the collective bargaining agreement that was agreed upon by both the league and its players years ago. And it doesn't make sense to change things retroactively just because you want to. It doesn't make sense. It's garbage tactics by a garbage league. This was listed... Um. This was listed as a rule that was written in that document. So what is the point of the lost games that we've had? What is the point of the lockouts we've gone through if the rules of the collective bargaining agreement don't even matter? What is the point of it? There's no point in all that lost time. We lost a full season, a couple of half seasons. I mean, I'm 37 years old and we've lost fucking all kinds of hockey for a league that can't be losing games like this. You need to grow it, not shrink it. And yet, somehow, the rules in your own documents don't mean shit. And until they fix that up, until they figure it out, I just can't imagine the NHL competing with the bigger leagues in North America or even beyond. They can't even figure out their own fucking rules, and it's garbage. So that is the Righteous Sack beating for my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Again, if you got a project you're working on that requires some of those tools from my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. Be better than the NHL. Make sure you get the job done and make sure you're doing it right. Another thing I'm keeping my eye on here outside of the hockey game. Oh, it is now 2-1 Lightning as we're recording today. 6.45 p.m. on Wednesday. I'm also watching the Jays game. I've got some heavy bets on this Jays game. 6-2 over the Baltimore Orioles right now. I need Barrios to lock in a win, and I get a plus 500. Same game parlay, and I'm excited about that. Right now, it's looking good. Right now, it's looking good. Man, I'm annoyed. I'm so annoyed about this cap thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's just like, what's the point of having this? Ugh. <clears throat> Again, I think that Duncan Keith's going to be back anyway, so what's the point of even worrying about it? I think he's going to be back. If this bothers you, let me know. Hit me up the link tree in my Twitter bio and in my Instagram bio. That gets you the voicemail. Got it? Good. Speaking of which, it is time to get to the voicemail. Let's push this button. <laughs> The voicemail brought to you by Rick Hand Distillers. Am I clipping all over the place? Do I sound louder than normal? I was having, you guys know me, like I love to twist, I'm going to start that over. I love to twist knobs and shit. Like I've got my mixer over here and I've got this audio box USB 96, which is apparently digitizes the analog signal. I've been twisting knobs and I, I feel like I sound different. I feel like I sound different. So if I do, I'll fix it. I apologize. Let's get back to the voicemail. Rick Hand Distillery, that's where you need to go, RickHandDistillery.com. You can find the tour and tasting coupon. I talked about that throughout the season. You want to head out to Nisku. You want to check out the wares. You want to check out how they make the booze. Maybe you want a bottle of Double Double for your coffee on Sundays. It's delicious. I recommend you buy some. Maybe you want some rum. They got that too. Vodka, they got it. Head on out to RickHandDistillery.com. Figure it out when you can get out on the tour and tasting coup- uh, the tour and tasting tour. I got a coupon for it. I don't know what I'm talking about. Point here, 
rickhanstillery.com. That's where you want to go to. I will press this first voicemail right now. Hey, Bag Milk. I hope you are doing well. Um, so going to start us off with just real quick story here. Uh, so living in St. Louis, obviously I'm in Blues territory. Uh, I was at Lowe's the other day. Very important to acknowledge that you're also in Nelly territory. Shout out to the St. Louis ticks, specifically City Spud. Pick up some wire for my weed whacker, right? And I'm wearing my Oilers hat. This is before game three. So this is a bit ago. And uh, this Blues fan comes up with like the most like playoff Matthew Kachuk level of chirps going, hey, dude, Oilers suck. Eyes turned around and go, hey, when's the Blues next game scheduled? Oh, that's right. Not until October, which shut him up pretty quick. Uh, I told my cousin about this, and he got chirped similar fashion by a Flames fan and used it on them and just absolutely destroyed him. Um, all this to save guys, even though our season is over, let's just not put the foot off the gas or take the foot off the gas when it comes to chirping those idiots down south. Like, we got to remind them all offseason long that we beat their sorry butts in five games. And guess who didn't show up? Markstrom, Kachuk, Gujo. Yeah, Flames still suck. Even though we lost in the West Conference Finals, we beat the absolute crap out of the Flames <laughs> to get there. So, hell of a season from our boys. Let's go Oilers. I like that because I think there's an important lesson in this voicemail. One, never stop making fun of Flames fans for their poverty franchise. They want so desperately to be Oilers fans, they refuse to admit it. Frankly, they're lying to themselves. I think that's sad. You deserve better than this, Flames fans. Well, maybe not. You have choices. And you're making bad ones. Voicemail number two. Hey, Big Milk. I hope you, uh, you and Frank and everyone at Oilers Nation is doing well. Uh, I just wanted to throw some love out to you boys at ON Radio. Um, you guys produce an absolutely fantastic product. I, I tune in every week to listen to Better Late Than Never, ON Radio Podcast, Real Life Podcast. It's uh, It's been great. I've been listening to you guys since fucking good old Bobby Nix came in and threw, threw Tobias Reader under the bus. Ah, special memories, aren't they? Shout out to Tobias Reader. If you only scored a couple of more goals, they might have made the playoffs that year. And when you guys had the uh, the Milan Lucic goal draft, classic. So it's been a, it's been a ride, and you guys keep doing what you're doing. You uh, do an absolutely awesome work, and I'm looking forward to the uh, to the season to come. I'm looking forward to the season too. It's like the nice part about this year. This is the shortest off season we've had in a long time. We're already like tomorrow at OilersNation.com. Tomorrow's Wednesday or Thursday, I should say, June 16th. I'm going to have my first draft article up. I had no idea who any of these people were. Not one clue. How great is that? This is the shortest off season we've had in forever. They were playing in June, man. Love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, Big Milk, Jake here. Uh, I'm just wondering, on just to fall back on my last voicemail about the Milan Lucic goal draft. Um, that shit was so funny back in the day. Like I was part. Cam won that, by the way. So if if you don't know what we're talking about here, a couple of years ago, three it was in his last season with the Oilers on Oilers Nation Radio. 
Um, we did a Milan Lucic gold draft where we looked at the rest of the schedule and the four or five of us, I don't remember how many of us were included. We all picked games that he would potentially score in. And Cam ended up winning with two goals because Milan Lucic somehow scored two goals in a game that Cam was at securing the championship for him. I didn't even get a goal on the board during the Milan Lucic goal draft. So there's a little context for you as you were, sir participating in my truck at work listening be like oh yeah i think milan lucic is gonna fucking score this i was always wrong he never scored he sucked but i'm wondering (laughs) this upcoming season is there the talks works potential to have another goal draft of someone warren vogel stays the mclovin goal draft or you know our boy pool if if he stays on a cheap cheap one-year show me deal if pool scores might be a little better than what Milan Lucic, I don't know how many fucking goals he scored in his last season, like two, maybe less. But yeah, just a thought. Anyways, keep up the fantastic work, boys. You do an amazing job. Thanks. The thing about the gold draft was at that point in the relationship with Milan Lucic, things just weren't going well at all. Like at all, at all. And to answer the question is last year in Edmonton, he scored six goals in 79 games. I just, I don't want to do that again because I still believe in Warren Fogle if he is around. I believe in Yessa Pugliarvi if he is around. So maybe if things really go sideways, maybe. But like at that point, again, if you think back to that year with Lucic, it was just painful. It was really painful. And... Shout out to Coombsy for winning. He still brags about it. He still brags about it. Hey, Big Milk. I was just wondering, do you think that they made any 2022 Oilers Western Conference champion hats? Because they usually make them for both teams. We should try to find where they put them. What just happened with your speech pattern there? You kind of went, we should try to find them. Uh, I imagine they did before the series started, right? Um, Normally, they dump those off in weird countries. One time, I remember Wanye sent me a screenshot. He was just watching some random shit on YouTube. Listen to the Wanye episode a couple episodes ago. Um, He talks about what he watches on YouTube. He was just watching some random on YouTube, and he saw a guy wearing, and this was probably like somewhere in Africa or something maybe Eastern Europe. I don't remember what he was watching, but he saw somebody wearing an Oilers Stanley Cup 2006 t-shirt. So are there Western Conference champ hats out there? Probably. Probably. The thing I want to do, I want to try and find one. If I can find one and buy one, I will absolutely do that. I need one. It'd look great. Also, wasn't there a thing out that if Kane signed for under $7 that the Sharks would get whatever he signed for. So wouldn't it make sense if you really wanted to screw the Sharks over to sign for like league minimum for the next four years just to really put it to the Sharks organization? I got to be honest, man. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, that's not to say that is a weird question or a weird voicemail. I've just been like honestly checked out since he was uh, got bumped from the playoffs. The Evander Kane thing is interesting because I was having lunch with somebody today and they told me that there's a possibility that his contract with San Jose just gets restored and then they would then trade it to the Oilers, but they would have to retain salary just because the Oilers would be like, well, I don't want that at the full price. 
and you don't want him, so what are you going to do? I don't know what the I don't know what the rules are. I should have somebody that knows about the cap on the podcast so I can ask questions that are dumb. Well, at least that make me look dumb probably that are probably super basic, but I don't know what's going to happen with Evander Kane. Just a really interesting situation with this player because the San Jose thing is still there. Today, Frank Saravalli from dailyfaceoff.com tweeted out that it probably won't get settled until after free agency. So that starts on July 13th. So we've got another month at least, maybe, of this shit riding on. So the story's only going to get weirder as we go on, it seems like, but I don't know what's going to happen. I hope he's back at a reasonable price. That's what I'm hoping for. Hello, Bag Milk. One weird snack that I eat is yes. when I capture seagulls at the beach, I like to eat them afterwards. Cook them up in my air fryer. I would air fry a seagull. There's not a lot I wouldn't air fry, to be honest with you. Tyler actually turned me on to air frying leftovers. That shit is legit good. If you've got an air fryer and you've got cold pizza, pop that baby in the air fryer. Delicious. Uh, I'd like to know a seagull recipe even though I know you are joking. I just wanted to uh, make note that, you know, while most people uh, the day after a night of drinking go, oh, shit, man, I can't believe I called my ex. I wake up and I'm like, oh, shit, man, I can't believe I left a voicemail to bag milk. <laughs> um, anyway, you're listening to the bag milk show fucking featuring donkey volley and earlobes and cheese. Um, apparently in Australia, the price of cheese is about to go up because of shortages on farms or some fucking shit. I don't know, but it's... That is devastating news. Not only is inflation just wreaking havoc on all of our grocery prices, peppers are $9. Come on. My buddy today was telling me about a $9 bag of grapes he bought for his boys. You got to feed the kids, but $9 grapes, come on. Now the people of Australia are suffering cheese price increases. This is nonsense. This has to stop. Uh, it's making me mad. I'm getting upset. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's fucking shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> we'll put up with it in the meantime. Okay, beating cheese until uh, the next season starts. Let's fucking go, Oilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Australians. I really do. I love Australians. Just like he's calling it in, he's all pissed off about cheese. And I feel it. I feel that in my bones. I went and bought a big thing of feta the other day. I was making a nice salad, a really nice salad. Because here's the thing. I didn't eat any vegetables during the playoff run. All my diet consisted of was basically burgers and pizza and other garbage that just was not great for me. So after it was done and after we all kind of quieted down and calmed ourselves after the loss, I'm like, I need to, I need to keep my shit tight again. I'm going to have salads. I'm going to have wraps. So what I do, I go buy a big fuck off thing of of, uh, feta cheese. And what do I notice? The price is astronomical. We need to watch out for each other. I think that's a lesson here. If you see a cheese sale, you tweet at me, JSBM Bag Milk, or you hit me up on Instagram. Tag me in that story of yours. Let's share these around. I'll share that on my story. I will absolutely share cheese deals any day of the week. I love that shit. Love it. Love it. Bearded Brad here. Just wondering what your thoughts are on Barry Trotz getting offered a lifetime supply of beer to coach in Winnipeg. I think they should have just gave him a lifetime bus pass if he's going to Winnipeg. Is that true? 
Lifetime supply of beer for Barry Trotz if he goes to Winnipeg? I mean, that's the only way you can get me to Winnipeg. I'm going to I'm gonna Google this really quickly. Barry Trotz Beer Winnipeg. Winnipeg Brewery offers... All right, let's check this out. Winnipeg Brewery offers a Barry Trotz free beer for life if he joins the Jets. A Winnipeg Brewery says it will give Barry Trotz free beer for the rest of his life if he returns to his native province to coach the Winnipeg Jets. Little Brown Jug Brewing Company, a local sports talk show, launched the campaign on Monday, several months into the NHL club's coaching search. Trotz became available a month ago when he was fired by the New York Islanders. The idea sprung from a conversation between Little Brown Jug founder Kevin Selch and office administrator and liaison James Hoffer in their tap room late last week. Hoffer said, just thought it would be a fun little initiative. We thought people would get a kick out of it, and who knows? Maybe it might get a coach here. So what are my thoughts on it? I mean, that's sweet. That's fucking sweet. You know what? If you can get free beer for life, Barry Trotz, you're 59 years old. How much longer are you realistically going to be coaching for? Maybe two, three, four years in the Winnipeg Jets organization? If that. Maybe you just sign your contract. You coach for a year or two. You take your lifetime of beer and you dip. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Beer to Brad, coming through with the clutch on a story like that. If you had to fight one oiler, past or present, with the intention of winning, who would it be? If I have to fight an oiler, past or present, with the intention of winning, who would it be? Let me think. The obvious answer has to be Kaylor Yamamoto, right? He's small, but at the same point, he's got the heart of a lion. He's like a dog on a bone. He's relentless. I could see him coming at me for hours and hours and days. I think the fight is over, and all of a sudden, I turn around, and bam, right in the back of the head. Like the beer I took in LA. Kyler Yamamoto would be the obvious answer. Maybe Nuge? Because then I could feel like he and I would have like almost like a stepbrothers type thing where we get in the fight and then after it's over, we're like, ah, you're all right. I love you, buddy. You know I do. Something like that, maybe? Me and Nuge maybe going at it. Then after we like, hey, man, you want to show me your horses? And he's like, yeah, I want to show you my horses. Come to the RH stables. I will show you everything we got. This is infinite patience. And I'm like, wow. That all stemmed because we got in a fist fight on mom and dad's lawn. I guess I would pick Nuge. In the moment, it would be painful. In the moment, it would be devastating. In the moment, I would hate to do it. But I honestly think that if he and I did fight, we would make up after. We would have a, uh, you know, some Dunkaroos. Or I wish I could find the tweet here right away. Some adult Dunkaroos, maybe some pretzels dipped in uh, whatever the fuck that guy said. Uh, Murray just chimed in. This is a tweet that just came in. says, a syrup sandwich, but it has to be Roger's golden syrup. (laughs) Uh, Drive home listening to Jason Greger, and he mentioned freezing Cool Ranch Doritos and eating them. Freezing cold Cool Ranch Doritos. I can get behind that. I love Cool Ranch Doritos. I love them. You ever make nachos on Doritos? In the sense that, like, you spread them out just like they were tortilla chips, but with Doritos, cheese on top, other toppings, whatever suits your fancy. Love that shit. Love that shit. And that does it for another edition of the voicemail. voicemail brought to you by rig hand distilleries and go check them out at righanddistillery.com that's where you find the tour and tasting coupon i encourage you to do it i've done it had a great time we'll do it again head on out to niscu check out the facility and get yourself some booze it's delicious they're a local company i promise you you're gonna love it rig hand distilleries they are the sponsor of the voicemail
Okay, there you have it. Another episode of Better Late Than Never is winding down. I want to thank, again, we did 20 minutes on just the weird shit you guys are feeding yourselves, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, if you've got more of those that you want to let, uh, that you want to mention, hit me up with a voicemail. I'd love to hear from you, or just hit me up on Twitter. I'll keep reading these for weeks. I don't even care. I love it. I want to know what else weird shit you're eating. I'm trying to think of what else I've done. When I was a little kid, we're talking about maybe 10 or under, I used to open the boxes of spaghetti and I would just eat like, not a lot of it, but like I would take four or five strands and just eat them raw. That's pretty gross. What else have I done? I really like the melted cheese in a bowl. Like that was one of those things that I just thought was a movie thing or a punchline or a bit of some kind, but I got that one come in. I don't know. I don't know. But I know there's more of these out there. So if you've got something that you missed the tweet originally or you didn't get in the voicemail for this episode, hit me up. I would love to hear from you. Before we go, though, I want to also tell you about the Nation Vacation that we launched to Toronto on August 12th to August 15th. We are flying to the 6th. We are going to check out two Jays games. As I'm looking right now, it is 6-3 Jays. My can't-miss parlay is still in effect. Two Jays games, one Toronto FC game. I've never gone to uh, Rogers Center. Skydome, it'll always be the Skydome. Fuck it, Skydome. I've never been there. I've never seen a pro soccer game. I'm super excited about it. So two baseball games, a soccer game, your flights and your hotels are all covered. That is up right now at the top of the page at nationgear.ca. These are moving already, so I want you to really think about it. You've got some time, but you don't got a lot of time, okay? Think about it. Uh, I also want to mention that next week, there probably won't be a better late than ever. I'm actually taking a vacation. I never take vacations. This is the first one I was thinking about it since January 2020. That wasn't like a work-related trip. So I'm excited about it. I may or may not have a podcast next week. We'll just see how things go. We'll see how things go. The missus has a bunch of plans. Some of them she wants to do solo. So if I can sneak some time in and just record, I will absolutely do that. But if this is the last time we speak for the next two weeks. I just want to say thank you for being here as always. And I also want to thank my friends at The Audio Department. Check them out, theaudiodepartment.ca. I hope you enjoyed this segment today, Audio Department. I started talking about Alone. I started talking about survival shows. I love that shit. And that turned into the weird things that you're all feeding each other. It's gross, but I love it. I also want to thank Arcadia Brewing. They've been around since day one. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals for inspiring the return of the righteous sack beating and rig hand distillery for wrapping it up in the voicemail. This is episode 28 of Better Late Than Never. Please tell a friend, coworker, cousin, aunt, uncle, whoever's around you. Download, subscribe. Also, a little bit of homework. I haven't seen any new reviews of the podcast either. I'd love to read your thoughts on how the show is doing, how it's evolved, what you'd like to see, anything in between. Hit me up for that. Episode 28 in the books. Thanks for listening.